0: And here we are. It's uh, another lovely evening of us doing a podcast and me doing a very awkward intro. Uh, That's why people love us. Indeed. uh, Joining us this week, we we are covering the film American Beauty from 1999. And joining us this week is our beloved friend of the podcast, Joseph Tapia, my son. How are you doing today?
1: hello hello
0: happy to be here
1: i'm doing good good
0: um we're gonna we're gonna harass you now with some questions that we didn't oh, okay. ask people the, the last time
1: you were on the show so, <laughs> okay
0: i hope you're ready for these
1: I, i'm as ready as i'm gonna be i guess okay our, uh,
0: our first question is how old were you in 1999 if you were alive and do you have any memories of the time
1: um, I was eight years old. I was born in 91. Um, so do I have any memories at the time? Yeah, there was this one time. I, I don't know. I was, oh, please cut this out. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> no. hold, on, hold on, I'm looking up a movie. I'm looking up a movie. Okay. Can I, can I share a story? Please before? do. Before before Please. 99 or does it have to be from 99 no no no
0: I want to hear whatever this is about to happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay well what I was gonna say was when I was 8 years old because I would have been 8 in 99 I think I pooped in the shower at one point and I <laughs> tried to like, do waffle it. stomp it <laughs> yeah I tried, I tried to waffle stomp it down
2: um, so when <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody's wondering
2: how this episode is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't feel bad. I was much older when that happened to me. What are you talking about? I was yesterday.
1: <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. is My parents were divorced at the time. So... <laughs> my dad lived in Norfolk and my mom lived in Virginia Beach. Uh-huh. My mom called my dad and was like, you need to come over here and discipline your son. So my dad drove 30 minutes to to clean up my shit in the shower. <laughs> and that give me a spanking, you know, and yell at me. So 99 was a great year. <laughs> you know
3: what? <laughs> we are going to call it here. All that Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we can continue. Where do we go from here? Like, I just want to only post this. <laughs> uh,
1: this is for the Patreon.
3: <laughs> oh. I am 100% titling this episode <laughs> Waffle Stompy. <laughs>
2: uh. uh. <coughs> So, so uh, okay, uh, one clarifying question um, sure, sure. Was, was like this was in, intentional because you were like mad or no no
1: what happened was I was in the shower uh-huh. and I was like oh I need to poop <laughs> and I was like oh it'll go down the drain.
2: <laughs> what had happened to me in in my adult this life happened one time? To you? Oh, it, well, <laughs> I, you know, I knew
1: I wasn't alone.
2: Sometimes, you know, you're in the shower and you have to maybe pass gas or something, and so maybe you spread your cheeks <laughs> and <Just laughs> shotgun blast the fucking shower. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's unexpected. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we got to keep going. We have
3: to. Or else <laughs> yeah, this is going yeah, to be God. the episode. God. And this is such a fucked up episode already.
1: <coughs> no, we need the humor, the levity for do Oh, this. no, that's
3: what I'm saying. And it's just uh, going to get worse.
1: Okay. Is, oh. that, what's, is there more questions? There's oh. two more. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> it doesn't get better. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't even know
0: how I'm going to ask these now. <laughs> um. <laughs> What are some uh,
3: formative films that got you into enjoying film? Well, <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Dogma?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, really into, <laughs> I'm really
1: into films that involve waffle stopping. Terrific. <laughs> no, actually, I, I loved Jurassic Park. Um, I had it on VHS, and I used to wash the shit out of it. The tape was, like, run down by the end of it. Um, and then Lion King, Little Mermaid, we're big into those. Um, 97, I saw my first rated R film with Anthony Hopkins. And um, why am I blanking on his name? uh the one with the grizzly bear i
0: was gonna say please say alec baldwin it
4: was the edge
1: yeah, it was the edge <laughs> it was the edge and harold Perrineau is in it as well oh, yeah, was... um so yeah that's just a few
2: i like Thanks. how we've all saw like our first radar film between like the age of five and six it's like awesome yeah
3: all
0: right and finally um have you seen and what do you think of the masterpiece that is the musical cats
1: Oh, I think it's an instant classic. Honestly, I'm aching for the bottle cut. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all? That's not even a question.
0: <sighs> Excellent. Yeah. I already knew the answer to that, because Joe and I went to solve for the first <laughs> time. <Let's laughs> say, you talk to yourself yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to ask it the way I ask everybody else. Of course. All right. Well,
5: let's
3: let's talk about a movie.
0: Let's talk about a movie. you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman.
3: I'm Jonathan Pierce.
0: I'm Zach McCoy. And I'm Joseph Tapia. And we are your Oscar Grouches. And welcome back to the Oscar Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week, Zach?
2: We are watching American Beauty, a revealing look at the secret lives of uh, suburban white folks. And um, perhaps it's more revealing than it knows. Excellent. So, is everybody's first time
0: seeing this film? No. No. Yes. Oh, no. For me, does anybody remember the first time they saw this movie?
2: Yes. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> <week. laughs> I have seen this movie twice before once when I was 16, and once again when I was in my early 20s. And I'll talk more about my first watch later as we get into it. Okay. I've, I've just seen this movie a lot. I don't even
3: remember the first time I've seen it. Uh, mm. uh, I believe
0: the first time I saw it was after it won Best Picture. Because I had heard from some friends who were just a, like a couple years older than me. Because, geez, when this came out, I would have been 15. So I was... Just on the precipice of being too young to see it. Mm-hmm. But a couple of friends of mine who, had, who were a little bit older had talked about how amazing it was. and So I uh, rented it when it came on DVD and uh, bought it,
2: watched it multiple times. Not, not, not a very exciting one like the last couple. of. I years. Yeah, I'll just say, I remember when I watched it my first time, I was 16, and it was one of those movies where it's like, maybe I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> Oh, I had seen so much worse before this.
3: Mm. Yeah,
2: Train
0: Spotting was already one of my favorite movies at this point. So, okay, let's do an Oscar breakdown. Break it, down. it is a—I didn't think of a huh. creepy, a waffle stompy, stomp. <laughs> <laughs> shit-stained, perfect—all of those things. March twenty-sixth, two thousand. We are, are we back at the Shrine Auditorium? We're still at the Shrine Auditorium. Yeah, we were at Dorothy Chandler last year, so we're <laughs> yeah, back baby. at the Shrine Auditorium. <laughs> back and forth. Uh, Billy Crystal, back as the host. Hey, Thanks. Billy. Uh, our most nominated film on the evening is American Beauty at 8. Our most awarded film on the evening is American Beauty at 5. Okay. American Beauty wins Best Picture, giving Bruce Cohen and Dan Jinks producing uh, awards. It beats out The Cider House Rules, The Green Mile, The Insider, and The Sixth Sense. American Beauty apparently wins this for not having "the" at the beginning of the title. That's oh. fair.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice category there. That's pretty. That's a pretty strong race. Uh, Sam Mendes. On his directorial debut, wins Best Director.
1: Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me he didn't direct any James Bonds before this? No. I know. Weird, right?
0: Crazy. I believe we're still giving those to Martin Campbell at the time. Mm -hmm. Best Actor goes to Unnamed Actor for American Beauty. (laughs) Oh, Unnamed Actor. Oh, unnamed actor picking up his second Academy Award. If that is even his real name, K Pax. K Pax. Best actress goes to Hilary Swank for Boys Don't Cry, beating out Annette Binning for American God, Beauty. That's a tough call. Ah, oh, Swank. Ooh, I got words about that. Continue. Best Supporting Actor goes to Michael Caine. Michael Caine. who's only 16. Picking up his second Academy Award. Both in Supporting Roles. Both in Supporting Roles. Uh, he beats out Tom Cruise in Magnolia. Ooh. And while he is accepting his Academy Award, he chastises Tom Cruise for not being a true Supporting Actor because Tom Cruise does not get paid like a Supporting Actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. best supporting actress goes to angelina jolie for girl interrupted i keep forgetting about that movie and it's so good i have never seen that film really
3: i mean me either but i've owned a <laughs> copy for over 10 years i love the fact and like it just it always makes me happy when i've seen something that you haven't i don't know why it's, it's fair just, it's a rarity I, I, it is it is a rarity a, a lot of
0: people like zach's probably one of the few people who's Really got a lot over me on, like, the classics. Well. Uh, Mostly because he's obsessed with the Russians. (laughs) Only the Mm. ones who are anti-government. Best screenplay written directly for the screen goes to Alan Ball for American Beauty. Beautiful ball. uh, Who would go on two years later to create one of my probably top ten favorite shows of all time. Six Feet Under. Oh, Oh!
5: Nice.
0: Uh, Best screenplay based on material previously produced or published goes to the Cider House Rules, giving John Irving an Academy Award based on his own novel.
3: Cider House (laughs) Rules!
0: Best foreign language film goes to All About My Mother, giving Pedro Almodovar an Academy Award. Way to go. He should have like six at this point. Uh, best documentary feature goes to One Day in September. A film. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, a film about the
2: murders at the Olympic Village in Munich. I um, love to do a double feature of Steven Spielberg's Munich, and then watch that. It's like, or maybe actually, I watch them the the documentary first, and then I watch Munich. It's like, I was gonna
0: say you're gonna get a chance. <laughs> you're gonna get a chance here in a few weeks because <sighs> man, Munich gets nominated for best picture.
2: Yeah. God.
0: Best documentary short subject goes to King Gimp. Oh Joe, you you know you don't have to be on mute. You can you can say whatever you want on the show. I know. I was just coughing. That's fair. <laughs> I just like to uh remind our guests that we want to hear your voice. Oh, you'll hear it. <laughs> You've heard a lot of it already. <laughs> <laughs> and how how thankful we are for that. All right. Um best live action short film goes to my mother dreams the Satan's disciples in New York. It's a good it's a good night for moms, apparently.
4: Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Unless all about you, my mother.
0: <laughs> unless you're Annette Benning in American Beauty, who loses to Hillary Swank. Yeah. Uh, best animated short film goes to the old man in the sea.
2: Oh. I don't best know if I've original Oh what? Sorry, I I don't know if I've seen that version. I've seen a animated version of that. Probably older, though. Yeah, Yeah. I've not seen that either.
0: Uh, Our best original score category, because we only have one score category tonight, Uh brings us to our podcast within a podcast, John Williams' Oscar watch. John Williams, nominated for Angela's Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he loses to John Corigliano for
1: the red violin. At least he lost to another John. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: is Is Danielle Jackson important. in that movie? In the red violin? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Nice. Uh, yeah, you, you definitely want to lose to another John and not like a Gabriel.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Gabriel Yared of the talented Mr. Ripley I Love that movie. I love creeping a, my wife out because of that movie. I've <laughs> I have only like to my, I, I, I enjoy doing my Philip Seymour Hoffman where I'm just like, it hey, Tommy, 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 Tommy has the peepin, Tommy as the beepin'.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, you do it so well. <laughs> I Indeed love it. You do. So was American beauty nominated for music? Like, Oh, uh, yes. Original so Tom, square, Thomas yes. Newman. Thomas okay. Newman also
0: loses in the category. Uh best original song goes to You'll Be Inside Me from
3: Tarzan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said this so much
1: during the wait, uh, drinking wait. age. Hold on. It sounds like it sounds like Tarzan is being pegged if you say it in that perspective. Well,
2: yes. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know.
2: Yep. yep. He he. You know, he holds things with his butt cheeks, apparently. You know, he like does! He vines. holds the vibe!
3: <laughs> there was this, like, <clears throat> six-month period where people were talking about how the Tarzan soundtrack goes so fucking hard. And I said this during the Drinking Age episode when we watched Tarzan. But all he literally does is the lyrics are just what is exactly going on the screen <laughs> right at that moment. That's all it is. There is is no thought whatsoever.
2: Um, Narrative sing song.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, so if you didn't know, I I pulled that joke from South Park. Oh. The You'll Be Inside Me. The songs You'll Be In My Heart. uh, Blame Canada from South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut was up against it. And Robin Williams (laughs) performed that song at the ceremony. I remember that. It was great. And... Trey Parker and Matt Stone were like, we don't really care that we lost the award. We just really didn't want to lose the award to fucking Phil Collins.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I listened to the South Park soundtrack on my commute this week, and it is so good. It's so good. It's incredibly
3: good. (laughs) Up there with so much room, baby's purple flowers bloom. I could be there, you could be too. I love that song so much. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: also in the category Music of the Heart from Music of the Heart by Diane Warren. Uh, oh. Music of the Heart, if I am not mistaken. Yes was yeah. a drama, a uh, school drama about music directed by Wes Craven. With, was it Meryl Streep in
2: that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? What is this odd
4: <laughs> madly you're
2: doing? Have you seen it? <laughs> what? No. I've never seen it. No. <laughs> I, I watched it uh, a few years ago. I mean, it's just a very standard movie. I had to have no idea that Wes Craven had anything to do with it. It,
0: it really <laughs> felt like Wes Craven was like... Hey, I gave you a scream, but I changed horror again. It's just so good. Enjoy I mean,
3: this. <laughs> the fact the song music of my heart is Gloria Estefan and sync. Gloria Estefan and in yep. For Gloria a West Estefan. Craven movie.
0: Yeah, Gloria Estefan, of course, also in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Amy Mann's Save Me from Magnolia and the song yeah. that we all know should have won When She Loved Me from Toy Story 2 cry every time i don't need to cry every fucking time every time (laughs) all right back to it best sound effects editing goes to the matrix best sound also goes to the matrix uh the mummy is in the category yes best art direction goes to sleepy hollow that film rules
3: yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's been one of those it's okay
1: that film it's it's really weird and i
5: do love that
0: it's a lot of fun it's a fun one all right uh best cinematography goes to american beauty giving conrad hall an academy award i believe he is credited as conrad l hall in the film uh best makeup goes to topsy turvy beating out austin powers (laughs) the spy who shagged me and of course it is not an, an a makeup academy award in the nineties if we don't have a weird <laughs> Eddie Murphy film and Rick Baker in the category.
3: Life. <laughs> this Frankly, fucking category is just <laughs> fucking weird because there's also bison. <laughs> bison Emmanuel, in man. Man. <laughs> oh my god. The Robin Williams film? Yes. Yeah. With the Pepsi girl. Uh I believe
0: you mean Haley kate eisenberg Mm -hmm. the pepsi girl who i who i specifically know one actor as Haley kate eisenberg's brother yes that's jesse eisenberg
3: i did not know that they look exactly the same you say that and now i go (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, best costume design goes to topsy-turvy uh, the... Really feel like Matrix should have probably been given something, at least a nomination for that one.
5: Mm. Yeah, yeah maybe. like listen, don't get
3: me wrong. Yeah. I know it's just a lot of like goth trench coats, but they all look yeah. badass in them.
0: It, I think yeah.
1: a good goth trench coat. I think coats, I could yeah. take
0: out Anna and the King or talented Mr. Ripley for the Matrix.
2: Yeah, know. I think. So I'm. Not... Go on. I'm, sorry, I'm... Uh, maybe, maybe I'm off base, but I feel like it deserved a nomination, but it didn't because of Columbine, probably. Ooh, good point.
3: Yeah,
0: could, could be because that's when we actually kind of cared about school shootings, and they weren't just something that happened every week. Mm-hmm. And what can mm-hmm. you do about them? Nobody can stop them. There's nothing we can do. <laughs>
3: sure, you just stop having kids.
0: <laughs> uh, what a wonderful world this would be if people would stop having
2: kids whoops <laughs> oops children of <laughs> men proved you wrong what a great film I still yes. need to see that we were talking it's, about that this week oh it's so good yes that's my
0: favorite uh, high fantasy world uh, yeah it's, Michael, Michael yeah. Kane, raver all right best film and editing goes to the matrix yeah eating out american <laughs> beauty mm-hmm. and best visual effects of course goes to the matrix yeah yes why would it go anywhere else big book of oscar trivia uh irving G. thalberg award goes to warren Beatty. oh honorary awards go to andrej wajda in recognition of five decades of extraordinary film direction, ooh, to FPC Incorporated under the leaderships of Barry M. Stoltz and Milton Jan Friedman for the development and implementation of an environmentally responsible program to recycle or destroy discarded
1: motion picture prints. Does the longest name for an award award go to them too? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. It's just honorary awards, and
0: they have little inscriptions on them that I like to read. I see. Yeah. To Edmund M. Degilio and Taku Miyagishima, an appreciation for outstanding service and dedication in upholding the high standards of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences. Sciences. Our Gordon E. Sawyer Award tonight goes to Roderick dr roderick t ryan sorry i didn't want to ignore his doctorate we're gonna go off the los angeles daily news obituary of dr ryan, roderick t ryan oh who who doesn't die until august 29 2017 according oh. to this article okay uh science and technology award winner dr ryan, robert t ryan died motion now let's, let's skip over that uh he was the 19th 19th recipient of the gordon e sawyer award a specially named academy award to an individual in the motion picture industry for technological contributions uh, he had 40 year engineering career at eastman kodak picture film division in santa monica boulevard in hollywood uh and he was a world war ii uh, u.s navy veteran Uh, Received many career awards, including a scientific and engineering medal in 1981 from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences for the application of the ProStar microfilm processor for motion picture title and special optical effects production. His career Eastman Kodak Motion Picture Division brought his expertise to motion picture studios and fledgling motion picture laboratories in other countries. He worked as a technical engineer and consultant with NASA and retired in 1986.
2: Wow. This guy must have lived to be a ripe old
3: age. Yeah. Uh,
0: Graduated from Santa Monica High School in 1942. And in 1952, the graduate of the University of Southern California. He went on to earn his PhD in 1966. So, um, so uh, that's just a little bit on uh, the hero
2: to all, Roderick T. Ryan. Thank you for your service to the country, to film. May your legend live on indeed he of all what's that i just said huzzah,
0: huzzah. all right huzzah. and that's our oscar breakdown all right let's talk about this movie all right i'm gonna be up front right now be up front i haven't rated this movie or put it in my rankings yet me either
1: wait so, are we talking about the iron giant yes of course what oh, else are we talking okay. about cool
0: yeah <laughs> Um, because I was going to kind of use this conversation to gauge my fi- the final the finality of my feelings on this film.
1: Okay. I think that's fair. I'm pretty with you, Paul. I'm yeah. kind of up
3: in the air. So I kind of uh, led with this, or uh, we ended the episode last week with this. So as I had stated, I have seen this movie many times, and I enjoyed this movie thoroughly. You could tell because I watched it many times Mm -hmm. i watched this movie a year ago it is a completely different fucking movie now yes absolutely (laughs) and it is you you almost want to take him out and go can i just pay attention to the rest of this movie and can it still be a good movie right and the answer is yes by the way
0: i i pretty much agree with that i think this is still a very good movie <laughs> it really is yeah. it's just a matter of kind of how it sits and where it sits for
3: me that i have to answer it's yeah fucking tough so let's start off with the fact that annette benning is probably one of the greatest karen of all time in this movie yeah. oh for like, sure <laughs> just she you i i hate everything about that character so much mm. the 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 fakeness of it and how well annette benning is able to do it she's just so good
2: yeah
0: so good she is and i like how the script doesn't treat her as a villain yeah she is she is a woman who is just in very unfortunate circumstances with a uh, you know a teenage daughter who's a teenage daughter and yeah. a husband who's just kind of
1: regressed.
0: Yeah,
2: he's just kind of an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean that that scene you know after she can't sell the house to John Cho, um, where she breaks down. That I mean that wasn't actually John Cho. It was. Yeah, I didn't notice that either. Because like, I, I saw it him and then like I had him. to look. I had to look it up. I was like, okay, oh, because I'd never really noticed it before. Noticed yep. him. Wow oh, yeah, man, he's a... he's having
0: a breakout year because this is the same year as American Pie. Yeah. Oh, Where he's yeah, the character yes. that gets to introduce the world to the term MILF. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. What Show.
1: an honor.
3: In in a movie with a MILF. Indeed.
1: Mm-hmm. The original <laughs> MILF.
3: Yeah. I really the only problem that I have in this entire film. Well, I want now there's a whole nother problem, but <laughs> taking that out of here. Uh I don't like Wes Bentley's character at all. I feel okay. like I. But, so when we were talking about me possibly doing the synopsis, the only thing I could come up with is creepy Donnie Darko because <laughs> of him. It just, especially that like it. It's like the character tries too hard to be okay. weird, and yeah. and I know that's what they're going for, but with that whole like smiling at the dead body at the end just made me go okay nope nope <laughs> he's not he, no what's going on i yeah, but,
0: <laughs> actually kind of like like that
3: I was, like, and i'm not saying it was a bad scene i just personally felt awkward and that may have been what they
2: were going for it's, i just it, it, it's it's sort of a, a weird sort of oh he looks at peace smile kind of (laughs) yeah I I thought it was the film
0: kind of coming full circle on those two characters because it's essentially Wes Bentley's character who like starts unlocking like uh Lester's uh more laissez-faire attitude as the movie goes on Mm. so the fact that we come back to it and finally like this is the first time he's seen kind of a contentness on this man's face yeah and he knows that as he passed, he must have felt some kind of happiness and got to die happy. Sure. Instead of
2: living as miserably as he did. Yeah. Not oh, a uh, spoiler, by the way. He says at the beginning of the movie, he's dead. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, yeah. Just, we're a spoiler
0: podcast if you haven't. Yep. If this is your first episode, <laughs> high spoilers, I That's guess. You true. should have watched the fucking
3: movie. It's only yeah. 20 Yeah, do your plus homework and come back. <laughs> oh my God, this is the year six Steps came out, too.
1: So. Yeah. That's Jonathan, still. I think And it's, Fight Club. Yeah. I think it's funny that you mentioned that he's like a Donnie Darko wannabe because I, I was reading trivia for this movie, and apparently Jake Gyllenhaal auditioned for the part. Like,
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nice. Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. So he's, uh, he's proto Donnie Darko, because Donnie Darko yeah. hasn't come out for another two years. Yeah. I think
1: it's 2001,
0: yeah. And and ruins cinema forever. Yeah. With the worst line
3: in cinema history.
2: I like Donnie Darko. And one of the worst movies in cinema history. I don't, know, I I don't think like rad. Donnie Darko. You only like
0: it because Richard Kelly's from Newport. Movies. Hell no, I don't <laughs> care about that.
1: <laughs> how you How does one suck a fuck, you know? What's we we had brilliant dialogue like that. <laughs> Ooh, are you wearing a human suit? Fuck you!
2: Well, we're all wearing <laughs> human suits. It's, it's, there's there's layers. No, not really. But um. No. <laughs> like, anyway. Yeah, this movie, American Beauty. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it's something. Um, listen, it's a it's a really good movie, and it's like it's. I, I kind of want to say it's kind of up its own ass, but it's doing that on purpose. A little bit. A little bit. And and you kind of because it's it's all Ricky. It's all Wes Bentley's character. Where you're just like, I what are you doing here? Why are we watching this stupid fucking plastic bag? Like
1: uh because I, I Alan, think for me. I think for me it's I, I think you are about to say the thing that I was just about to say. Is no, say it then. Please. It's, for- it's Alan Ball on display at his finest. And I'd watched a little bit of Six Feet Under before this. I haven't gotten all the way through it. It's brilliant. That's a but great show. I think besides Annette Benning and, you know, an admittedly good performance from unnamed actor, <laughs> Um I think that one thing this movie really has going for it is just the outlandish writing. And Alan Ball is just totally shining. Yeah. uh, So,
0: yeah, Alan Ball's script is darkly funny and just really interesting. And a lot of it comes from Alan Ball is Buddhist. And Ricky is his straight counterpart because Alan Ball's gay. So when you're
2: looking at Ricky, you're looking at Allen Ball. Fair enough. So I, uh, like I said, I've seen this movie three times and I've had three very distinctly ex- or different experiences with it. The first time, 16 years old watching it with that feeling like, oh, this is kind of, there. there's some underlying vibe and energy with this movie. That's like, Probably shouldn't be watching it, you know, and having a crush on Thora Birch growing up, looking yeah. <laughs> looking a lot like uh, Caitlyn did, at, at, to be honest, at the time. um to share some pictures later. And and then the second time I watched it, I tried to watch it with Caitlyn, and she couldn't make it past the um, opening cheerleader scene. She's like, I can't watch this movie. It makes her too uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, I understand. Hmm. The opening, like jazz when, dance scene that was choreographed by Paul <laughs> Abdul. <laughs> yes, when you know, when an Ke- when, unnamed actor <laughs> sorry, is um, staring at... Uh, on Mina Savari. Yeah, when, when just that she's like, I can't watch this movie. It makes me too uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, I understand. I'll never ask you to watch this. And yep. she, anytime, like today or this week, I was watching it and he's like, I, I have to leave the room. I can't watch this movie. And and you know, watching it now in light of what we know about unnamed actor, and just it is supremely uncomfortable. I've seen like you said, Paul. I've mm-hmm. seen worse movies with worse content, but I don't know that I've seen a movie that makes me feel worse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would echo that sentiment. Like, I, I agree with you, Jonathan. I think it's a great movie. There is a lot of good here. But I agree with Zach. Like, I didn't feel rewarded in the slightest by watching this. I felt like I, like it might have been a detriment to me.
3: So, every time I've seen this movie, I am in a mood after it. I'm in an uncomfortable mood after it. And I've always said that anytime I can be affected by a film, after I'm done watching it, like, if it can kind of take over my day, that's a good movie because it's doing what it's trying to do. Right. Yes, exactly. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. It did that, but now it's doing it differently. Right. It's doing it for (laughs) real. So I'm still left with the, the same feeling of just, it's, 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 it's almost like what if Requiem went a little too far and told it back a little bit and did it where it's at here to where I could continue to watch *Requiem* multiple times and not feel like I can't. This movie puts you at that edge of just like I am just uncomfortable with how I feel right now because this is this it's it's so dark for a movie about a guy who's kind of like waking, going through this like metamorphosis and in the creepiest fucking way. Yeah, and it just made it. Fucking worst, dude. Why do people have to be just the fucking worst people ever? And then, and then I start to get that weird uncomfortableness because, like Zach, I have always had a crush on Thora Birch, always. And then I am now a thirty-seven-year-old man (laughs) who is looking at Thora Birch in a way that, at the time this movie came out, very happy to see Thora Birch. And now I'm like am I still allowed to enjoy certain scenes because <laughs> or am I Lester? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm just, again, I like this. I love this movie. I really do. I cannot endorse this movie anymore though.
0: Yeah. Well, that, that's I'll where say, I'm at. I'll say the one thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to, hand this to somebody and say you know you you should watch this um but i'll say the the one thing that me on the movie side throughout is that lester's lester's um predatory behavior towards mina savari's character in the movie is not treated by the script as anything he should be doing
3: yeah like Mm.
0: we are we are constantly told time after time by Thor birch little janey telling her father and other characters how disgusting her father is for the things he is doing right yeah and she's more of our well while uh lester is our narrator and and wes is the writer i always felt like jane was kind of the one you're meant to sympathize with the most yeah she's like the conscience
2: or the heart or whatever. she's like
3: the straight character who doesn't understand why everyone's crazy around her yeah because everyone is crazy around her she's she's almost outside of being obviously a a teenager who's acting exactly like teenagers would yeah still you're just like a lot of circumstances that are just way too fucking out of whack around her
0: yeah, and, and then you end up getting the same thing with uh, Lauren Ambrose on Six Feet Under. Fair. Uh, so, so, she's she's the character that I, I feel whose views you were meant to kind of take with you. So, when she's telling you that her father is a creep and her father is disgusting, you're, you know, obviously, you see it with your eyes, but when she says it, that's the script telling you how to feel about it. Yeah. And yeah. And so that, that keeps me on the film's side. Yeah. For the most part where I'm like, good, the script, the script knows that this is wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and thankfully as it's, as that storyline is coming to, a, I don't want to say climax. Don't say climax. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, it's denouement um anyway he he realizes that this predatory behavior is exactly that and what he's been feeling is just like this byproduct of how lost and stuck he feels sure where some you know attractive young thing gave him positive attention and he didn't think about the Refuse to think about the fact that, you know, this is a child. Right. And then it, it, when she tells him that she's a virgin, suddenly that epiphany comes to him and very close to too late.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So something else I want to bring up is fucking Alice and Janie. Yes. Like... I play my song. So subtle. <laughs>
2: right. So good. Oh, have, yeah. You haven't played like, it on here. Have you? I haven't. I have. Ladies this. and gentlemen, I mean, you need to play the song. Yeah. And then Jonathan can, can finish his thought. Is that okay?
0: I don't know. You want to do it the other way around? I can. Let's hear that talk first. All right. So, uh, Alison Janney is one of the most wonderful women to ever grace a silver screen or small screen because in 1999, she also starts on the greatest show of all time, the West wing. Hell yeah. And I just thought, this woman deserves a song in her honor. And uh, I wrote the song. Nope, that's not how you play it.
4: Oscar winner, Alice and Janie, why don't you sing to me? Oscar winner, Alice and Janie, come down and be with me. I remember you on the West Wing. CJ made my heart sing when she did the jackal. Oh please, Oscar Winner, Alice and Jenny. Why don't you sing to me? Oscar winner, Alice and Jenny, come down and be with me. For everything I've seen you in your grade. You're such a dish, I want you on my plate. Oh, please, Oscar winner, Alice and Jenny, why don't you sing to me? Oscar winner, Alice and Jenny, come down and
1: be with me. Well done, sir. Thank you. That was amazing. I've heard that like a billion times, but... Never gets old.
3: (laughs) So my points on her is how amazing is she to really just be a character to prove another character is a huge piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like she she is the most sympathetic character in the film. Yeah. And she does it with like what three or four lines, maybe that. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
2: Does it with her eyes. She's oh got her so eyes
3: great. in this movie. It's just piercing and because she's just looking through everything and it's just, oh my god. One
1: one thing I her last scene when uh, what's his name, Rick? Yeah. When Rick comes or Ricky comes downstairs after getting in a fight with his dad um, and he says take care of dad. I I really wanted him to just say, "Take care of yourself, lady," because I, I you like are that not doing good. I like that he what
0: he tells her something like, "You deserve so much better than this."
1: Yeah, yeah. And she
0: she tells him to wear a raincoat. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah.
1: she's just oh my eyes glazed. God.
2: I'm like she's crying gone. Now, I'm just thinking of it. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I mean, you don't ever, you don't really get to know if she knows that her husband played amazingly by Chris Cooper. Oh, Chris. uh, Oh yeah. Chris Cooper is
0: wonderful in this film for as toxic and disgusting as he gets to be. Yeah.
2: And I don't know if, I mean, she must know that he's a closeted gay man or if she just thinks that something wrong with her and internalizes it. And I don't know. You don't know if it makes it all the more sad.
4: Yeah. Yeah. All right.
3: Um, um,
2: nope. Go ahead, Zach. I was, I was just going to say one more thing about the the film. This one, Cinematography? No, yes, or, it did. Yeah. It, yeah, it I did. mean, it's a beautifully shot film. And it's got a lot going mm-hmm. on with it. I mean, Mina Servina uh, is uh, 18 when it's filmed, but still there's, I don't know, It the film kind of pushes the envelope, too, on how it shows Lester's daydreams and scenes of her, and that, that just adds more to the uncomfortableness for me. It's like... Mm-hmm mm mm-hmm. yeah
1: all right i was gonna say about annette benning
2: losing to
1: hillary swank i think if of all the nominees hillary swank would have would be the one to lose to but it is a shame that annette benning hasn't gotten as much love as she should because she is an amazing actress she just oh, yeah. absolutely steals this movie in every scene She's better than unnamed actor. Like yeah. I w- sure, yeah. I wanted to see the movie from her perspective. And you kind of do. I mean, it, that's yeah. a good that's one of the great things about this movie I think is that it you you're shifting around perspectives really seamlessly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you just blend right in. All right. So
0: I need to discuss the reason we all know that this is a great film that we all still love it because it's hard not to love a film because of this one thing.
3: Oh, I was going to end us on this. So I think I know where you're going, but go ahead. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. So I was (laughs) going to say it is the biggest error of this film is the fact that Scott Bakula does not show up when unknown unnamed actor is dead and go, damn it, Sam, we didn't make it in time. Yeah. (laughs) Or just, oh boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott Bakula—he's a wonderful man. This is the only <laughs> this is the only Best Picture winner you're in? Is it really? I believe so. Oh, That's sad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think, man, this is such a it—it's it, a tough. Movie. I'll have a few more
2: thoughts when we get to the big question. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
3: So let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and ask Paul. Is this movie in the library? It is not. Not surprised.
0: I'm. I'm also not surprised.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if it would have maybe been like a 2017, 2018, if not for other circumstances, it might have made it in around that time. Yeah. But just, I don't think it ever will be. No.
3: Oh, especially now. No. Yeah. Well, what made it this year, sir? All right. So we got three films from this year. Three. Oh, I mm. have three movies exactly that. I
0: feel like should have been in the category. I want to hear what your thoughts are now before I reveal these. So,
3: okay. <laughs> none of the none of these three movies, I think, should have are are going to be well one of them, possibly. I think possibly the Iron Giant went to the library.
1: I was going to say the Iron Giant.
3: I swear to God. <laughs> okay. What are your uh, others? Man on
0: the Moon and the Wood. Okay. Anybody else want to throw any guesses this way? Uh, I feel like the Sixth
2: Sense is in.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say The Green
2: Mile and Fight Club. I feel like those deserve it. I don't know if they are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if Toy Story 2 is in or not. Uh, Ooh, that's oh. Mm. I mean, Toy Story is in, so they might not need to feel the need to put in Toy Story 2. No, I think it definitely is. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think the Matrix is it, and uh, Six Sense. Oh yeah. Two, oh yeah, those are oh. two that I feel like. Okay, out of the three of you, only one of you got one right. Ooh.
3: Okay. And
0: that was Zach getting in the last minute with the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> had, no I mean, right, it man. had
3: to. It fucking revolutionized how camera yeah. work is done.
0: <laughs> the other two films in for 1999 are Boys Don't Cry and Vim Vinters's. Buenavista Social Club. Oh, the I have that album, but I've never seen the movie. All right. So the question now is, what got in first, and what year did it go in? Uh, the Matrix in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine is its first
1: year of eligibility, Joe, because it can—it's a ten-year gap. Oh, to the Library of Congress. Right. Yeah. How do they choose? How, do they just like
2: they just I like vote on this them. one? Pretty much. Oh, okay. oh, Can I say the same thing as Jonathan? Because I, I'm going to go 2009. Also.
1: I'm going to okay. Price Is Right, you guys, and go 2010.
0: Well, you all got the film, and Joe wins the Price Is Right. Oh.
5: Yes.
2: Uh, it is 2012. Damn it! That was oh, I had an itch, <laughs> but I, I didn't say it. I, I thought it was
3: going to be a dick, and just that's why I jumped in so fast. I was like, ah, look, I look,
2: think at my, that's look, at look at my piece of paper here. My piece of paper. Wow. Yep, yep. I
1: can <laughs> confirm. This is a this is an auditory medium, though you know that, right? Like yes. the audience can't we, see the love visual in the gags on this oh, show. We've
3: definitely done it many times. We like <laughs> visual gags like this one right here. <laughs>
1: What finger am I holding up?
3: <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and oh, what what uh what are the dates on the other ones?
0: Um, Boys Don't Cry was 2019, and Buena Vista Social Club was 2020. So we have talked about that one before. You
1: yep. know, I think The Matrix getting in that fast is pretty warranted, considering how it just ushered in. I wouldn't say it was like the new Jaws, but maybe I would go so far. It was something. Old (laughs) Jaws.
3: All right. So let's go ahead and do a quick Razzie rundown here. Um, And we're going to start pissing off Paul so much. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So starting with worst picture, Wild Wild West.
0: (laughs) (laughs) can't believe they're just going to shit on Big Willie Weekend like that.
3: Uh Beating out Big Daddy, Blair Witch Project, The Haunting, and Wait. Star Wars Episode One. <laughs>
4: Blair Witch
3: Project, yeah, they're fucking idiots. Because yeah. the what? second that Joe called the Matrix the New Jaws, I was like, no. Nah, technically, I think Blair Witch is the nineteen ninety nine New Jaws. What that should start an entire genre.
1: The fuck yeah. is that? The
3: lost footage, the, the found footage. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I, <sighs> I love Blair Witch, but. Have you watched it recently? Well No, no I, I've I'm, never
3: been a fan. I'm like, I thought it was okay,
2: yeah. but I was one of those one people who saw it uh, early enough to think that it was actually real, and I was young enough to believe it was real. And that mm-hmm. that really
1: No, yeah, me too.
2: Uh, yeah. My my friends I went
0: with thought it was real, and they tried to convince <laughs> me it was, and I was like, No, no
3: it's not. No,
1: I <laughs> thought it was real for the really? longest time. I
3: don't understand that. Like,
1: I, just, I was 13. also keep in mind Joe was, I was, I was eight. At,
3: well, okay, yeah, I was, so Joe was eight. I was so, that eight makes sense.
1: so kids who, kids who, there were this was their first rated R movie. They were talking to me at school and telling me it was real. See, I was
3: 1999. That was our freshman year of high school, which was also the year where so much of like this 1999 came out. It was, yeah, movies like Jawbreaker came out. <laughs> this shit was like formative fucking movies this year like Dropped hardcore yeah
1: 1999 yeah. a good year
3: it's, it's one of my favorite years in film yeah but um, back to those I razzies have... so all right so back to the razzies here uh so worst actor goes to adam sandler in big daddy <laughs> bullshit. all
5: right That's beating bullshit. out
3: kevin costner for for the love of the game and message bottle kevin klein in wild wild west uh, Schwarzenegger in End of Days. That movie was fucking terrible. And Robin Williams for Bison, Ted, and Man, and Jacob the Liar. Uh, worst actress goes to Heather Donahue in The Blair Witch Project. I'm
0: the fuck on.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, beating Mia Jovovich for The Messenger, which fuck you. Uh, Sharon Stone and Gloria and Catherine Zeta-Jones in Entrapment.
0: What? That's <laughs> yep. horse shit.
3: And The Haunting. All still horse shit. <laughs> uh, worst supporting yeah. actor uh ahmed best okay he's being Good. quiet so we're yes. that angry for uh jar jar yes. how uh, can you
1: do our man like that uh
3: yeah look uh,
1: i'm not that?
0: gonna i'm not gonna My sit around and pretend that i didn't have some feelings about jar jar as i got older but in 1999 i thought jar jar was just fine it was very
3: amusing uh, and, and anything and, wrong
2: with jar jar is george lucas's fault yeah, yeah. And, and they also fucked exactly up
3: they nominated Jake cloyd it, yeah, they, they nominated
2: a child, yes, yes,
0: which I think is is the worst thing to do. Why would you do yeah, that? Cool. So the Razzies cool. are partly responsible for uh, trauma. Jake Lloyd Jake becoming an alcoholic. Yeah, Jake yeah. Lloyd's horrible life and Ahmed yeah. Beth's near suicide attempts. Yep. Great job, Razzies. Good job. Love Fuck it. you guys.
2: Sit on uh, your gold <laughs> bill, though.
3: Worst supporting actress goes to Denise Richards, and the world is not enough.
2: Okay. Beating, is out. Not
3: <laughs> Beating Sophia Coppola in Star Wars episode one who wait uh, what <laughs> who I'm wait. so oh, i I am so sorry uh Nicolas Cage's cousin yeah uh Sophia Coppola. I apologize okay
0: oh whew, man I got uh, in lost Star Wars for a second yep uh wait
1: she says Star Wars episode one
0: she okay so uh here's here's the whole thing about this Sophia Coppola uh asked uh uh, sorry, Nicholas Cage's cousin, Sophia Coppola. Yeah. Nicholas Cage's uncle, Francis Ford Coppola. If her dad. Go, her, if she could go visit uh, Uncle George's set for Star Wars. Okay. And so he took her. And uh, she is one of the main uh, handmaids in waiting for Padme Amidala. That's, that, that's what I was thinking. Uh, the main one, of course, is Kira Knightley.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Now,
0: they all have names, and I always forget which one's which, and I, I apologize.
3: Sashay? So, Sashay, uh, Dorme. Nicholas Cage's cousin, uh, Sofia Coppola.
0: Okay. Yeah, Sashay, Dorme. Uh, they, they all, like Padme is not Padme's actual name. There's a whole. Yeah. I'm going to get off Star oh, Wars canon right now. That's I'm, a different podcast. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I don't need to go down. So, <laughs> no, all, all Star Wars is good Star Wars
3: um we're supporting actress uh we got that uh, uh she beat out uh also salma hayek in dogma and wild wild west oh, kevin klein oh. as a prostitute and Juliet lewis and the other sister
2: what uh, yeah Juliet lewis yep
3: oh. uh hi cat how are you sir can i do it good how are you oh, jesus <laughs> that was the voice of your cat <laughs> yeah uh yeah. we're that screen couple goes to kevin klein and will smith uh, beating out Pierce Brosnan, Denise Richards, Sean Connery, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. In Entrapment, uh, Jake Lloyd and Natalie Portman. And Lily Taylor and Catherine Zeta-Jones in The Haunting.
1: I am the last one.
3: Uh, worst director goes to Barry Sonnenfeld for Wild Wild West. Wiki wiki Beating out uh, Jan DeBont, Dennis John Dugan. DeBont. Uh, John DeBont. Jan, Jan oh, DeBont. DeBont.
2: Jan DeBont.
0: Is that Speed 2 Cruise Control? No, that was last year. Oh, that was no, that was was
3: 97. Okay, Okay.
0: I forgot he directed The Haunting.
4: Yeah,
3: and worst screenplay goes to Wild Wild West, of course, it does. Eating out Big Daddy, The Haunting, The Mod Squad, and Star Wars Episode One, and worst original song goes to Wild Wild West.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That one doesn't
3: even make sense.
1: I that was on my first album ever. Big Willie style was wait, was Men in Black on that? Was Wild Wild West on that? think men Uh, Men in black was on oh excuse me actually fuck take all that back fuck this song
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: that doesn't even make sense that's that's a great song and it's the song that was performed at the mtv movie awards when uh uh, Stevie Wonder got left on stage. Left on stage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um,
3: so, just so you know, there are four more categories here where the Razzies did a recap of the century.
0: Oh yay! So, Sylvester Stallone gets worst actor of the century.
3: Yes sir, worst I actor, know. beating Kevin Costner, Prince, William Shatner, and Polly Shore. Um, Polly Shore, come on,
1: father, father, hold on. <laughs> where am I gonna be on my own? i have the whole world,
3: Uh Worst actress. I was hoping I could say that on the podcast today. Well done. You're welcome. Uh, worst actress goes to Madonna. Uh, beating out Elizabeth Berkeley, Bo Derek, Brooke Shields, and Pia Zadora. Man, they're just
0: mm-hmm. getting all the puncher bags out today.
3: Uh, worst picture of the decade goes to Showgirls. Beating out an Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood, Burn, Hudson Hawk, The Postman, and Striptease. The Postman should have won that. And worst new star of the decade goes to the Shore.
0: Well, there you go. At least they got so, that. Some, yeah. we ended on a high note.
3: Yeah, beating Elizabeth Berkley, uh, Berkeley, Berkeley, uh, Ahmed Best, uh, Nicholas Cage's cousin Fia Coppola, and Dennis Rodman. And that is our Razzie roundup.
2: Thank you, Paul, for sharing with us the Coke scene, Coke machine scene. That was incredible. Oh God, the Coke machine <laughs> scene is the best. Joe, have you
0: seen the Coke machine scene from Double Team? I don't even know what Double Team is. Uh, oh, we'll, God. we'll talk about those off the air. It's incredible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All
3: right. All right. So let's get into our worsty judgments. All right, Joe. So you know the drill. You've been here before. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions, and we're going to start with the first one. Does this movie deserve Best Picture?
1: Uh, you know... I have only seen three of the nominees. Let's see. I, I mean, I just watched American Beauty, but I'd seen The Green Mile and The Sixth Sense. And just just thinking of The Sixth Sense and The Green Mile, uh, you know, I I think there's a possibility where The Sixth Sense could have got it. I think. I think I might have enjoyed those two movies more than this one, but I'm not sure. Even if you remove historical context and like real world context away from the movie, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think I might've given it to the sixth sense just out of the three that I've seen. That's very fair. Or the green mile, but the green mile is so good. You know, Frank Darabont is amazing. Yes. Yep. You are not wrong. You are, in fact, right.
3: Yeah. So, I've actually seen four out of five of these movies.
5: Nice.
3: I have not seen The Insider. Um, So, I'm not going to speak to or of that. Of the others, I would not have nominated Cider House Rules. I think Cider House Rules is blatant Oscar bait. Like, it came out, like, mid-December. Lasse House drum's good for those. Yeah. So it's just it's it's not that it's bad. It's just it's okay. It's 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 okay. I would have nominated instead the Wood, Man on the Moon, or the Iron Giant. The wood is so The Wood is fucking amazing. Rick Famuyiwa was a goddamn master of cinema. Um, or of course, one of the greatest films of the year, if not the decade cronenberg's existence
1: existence (laughs) you know i'm a big fan but i that's one of the ones i haven't seen
3: fucking watch that
1: movie that that (laughs) movie's fucking wild i watched
3: that movie (laughs) with my wife and just kept hearing and seeing looks of confusion the entire time because my wife has not really seen a cronenberg film before
2: i haven't seen it it, but i've heard the drinking age movies episode oh God! you guys guys need to check that one out (laughs) it's so good
3: um so that being said does this movie deserve best picture in 1999 yes it does i enjoyed the green mile more as it being more entertaining the sixth sense was game-changing but american beauty was just the better film but now, would I say that if that movie came out now? No, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. So, yes, it deserves the best picture, but yeah. Zach, what do you think?
2: Okay. So, I've seen all these movies, but only parts of the Cider House rules, like on TV one time. I need to go back and finish it. From the vibes, I agree that it was okay. I, nothing blew me away about it, but good um i watched the insider for the first time a couple of years ago uh shortly after uh paul and i first kind of became acquainted oh, <laughs> mascot of the podcast f Bronx at it. sorry about that no you're fine all right go on zach yeah so i watched the insider for the first time a couple of years ago shortly after paul and i um were introduced and i remember we kind of you know bonded over that you're like oh the insider is so good and it is. It, I'm, it's a, I'm okay. a big Michael Mann guy. And it, it's great. Uh, so that would be my number three of the other four because The Sixth Sense and The Green Mile are excellent. The, all all three of those movies are excellent. Absolutely deserve to be nominated. Um, there's just a laundry list of 99 movies. I'm not going to read off too many, but I've got Fight Club, The Matrix. I, I yep. personally love Magnolia. I know, Paul, you, you, I think you've said you like it, but you don't I, I, there's not a
0: Paul Thomas Anderson film I don't like. That is yeah. my least favorite Paul Thomas Anderson film. Okay. Hmm.
2: yeah, Being John Malkovich came out. Uh, Toy Story 2, Iron Giant, Three Kings, which is one of my uh, favorites. I think it's kind of underrated. It, uh, yeah. The South Park movie, Boondock Saints came out. Straight Story. Did I mention that already? No, we haven't. No. Okay. Please talk about it more.
1: love <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> david lynch so much yeah
2: and uh a similar kind of vibe to american beauty uh one that i like but i will never recommend to anybody with his eyes wide shut <laughs> so, <but> that, <laughs> that movie is terrible i like it, it feels like a zach would like movie
0: like just, I'll, ne- I'll never <laughs> ask anybody to watch it jonathan you know how you always say that stanley kubrick makes half of a good movie yeah he doesn't with that movie it's just oh bad. wow it's it's bad from
2: start to finish wow right. Got a decent soundtrack and good street shots. But that's not even half a movie, I guess. So, <laughs> um,
3: I, You know what's the thing is, like, Fight Club's one of those films where it's so fucking good. And it's not even like Star Wars, it doesn't need it kind of thing. It's one of those the Academy is never going to make a Pawlonek movie. Ever,
2: ever, ever be nominated. Yeah, yeah that's 100% true. <laughs> yeah. but uh, That said, American Beauty... Might be the weirdest Best Picture winner so far, just because of the themes and everything. Um, but I'm going to have to say no. I don't think it deserved Best Picture. Mm. I can see, I can see that it's got all the qualities of a well-made quality film. But I'm going to be honest. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again.
1: <laughs> That's fair. And yeah, I, that is so I, fair. I can't,
2: I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. There's.
1: I think I'm with you, Zach.
2: Just. Like, you know, knowing how uncomfortable it makes my wife to and there's yeah. so many people who've who have been in the position of um Mina Savrina's character uh I keep forgetting her character's name, sorry. Um but just, Angela. Yeah, Angela. There's a whole segment of people who would just who would feel bad watching this movie and I can't recommend it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm nope i absolutely get it like i said earlier it's 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 something i don't think i will ever endorse anymore at least yeah yeah all right well paul
0: um okay so i'm going to start this by saying like uh i get why this movie wins best picture especially in this time because we're getting the (sighs) The, the effects of the boredom of the Clinton administration were nothing really exciting happening. And we're all kind of in some kind of mundanity. We don't have like a true like world event that has shaken us up in pretty much a decade now because the cold war is over. It has falling down energy. Yeah, Joe, it really does. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we're getting this, this boredom of the office worker, especially in 1999 with office space and fight club and American beauty. So Mm -hmm. I feel the rising, I feel the rising sentiment of the boredom of the nineties. Uh, and that being a huge reason why this film wins best picture. Now I'll go into my rankings. Uh, my rankings start with my number four of the other four nominees, which is the green mile. Hmm. Because fuck the magical black man trope. I loved that movie and that trope being pointed out to me has ruined it for me.
5: That's fair. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I cannot wait to watch uh, Legend of Bagger fans for Big Blue Weekend. <laughs> uh, I think... I think Michael Clark Duncan is incredible in that film. Tom Hanks is good, and in, in fact, the, that whole cast is just top to bottom incredible. Yeah, uh, I think Stephen King should have done better, and that's not even the first time he has used the magical black person.
3: Nope,
0: nope, not Shining exists. Yep, Shining exists. The Stand exists. <laughs> Shockingly, neither uh, neither of those stories have been ruined for me, though. Shockingly, I'm shocked. This is my shocked face. <clears throat> Um, yeah so that's my number four my number three is the cider house rules uh, the cider house rules gets to go in above mag- the magical black man trope because it's a it's a pretty staunch stance on pro-abortion really important message that we
3: weren't really putting in a ton of movies in 1999 it specifically
2: pro-abortion or pro-choice Very
3: pro well pro-choice <laughs> right. yeah no it was like kill all the babies <laughs> <laughs> Pro pro choice i I,
0: you. I fucking hate those labels there's pro abortion and there's anti-abortion you're either yeah. you're either for it as a concept or you're against it right Using those other labels is <laughs> bad and it has created a terrible conversation you're right um i i am pro-abortion and then there are the anti-abortion nut jobs who this movie was written for yeah, and so the messaging. While the film is kind of milk toast and bland, the messaging of it just keeps it from being a bad movie. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, the performances are good. Maguire's really good in this film. Delroy yeah. Lindo was really good in this. You know, who's shockingly good in this film? Because I hadn't seen her act before or after this. Erica Badu. Why wasn't she in more stuff? I don't know. Joe's dying
1: over there. <laughs> You remember when we talked about my poop in the show? <laughs>
3: <laughs> terrible, terrible time to bring that up.
1: I'm sorry. I just got over it. It came back. Okay, continue.
0: All right, my number two is The Insider. The Insider is incredible, and it pretty much is. Uh, oh, we lost Joe. He just I turned know. his video off.
1: I'm still here. Okay. am okay. <laughs> um, just
2: laughing <laughs> Did Badoo remind you of
3: I hope not um, The Insider's great
0: uh, It is Everything Titanic should have been <laughs> now I'm trying to think Everything, uh, everything Titanic should have been in, in a film that's about profit over people Oh Oh,
5: and, yeah.
0: <laughs> and and knowing knowing the safety concerns and ignoring them got it and uh it, it being tense and taut and yeah oh god it's so good and it is placino's best performance ever uh it is one of russell crowe's finest moments on screen yeah that movie rules
2: yeah i'll talk more about that next week
0: yes we will all right, And uh, my number one of the last ones is The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense is perfect. There's nothing wrong with that movie. No notes. It is incredible. Yep. And I cry like a child in like three different moments in that film. I completely uh, agree. The The scene with him and his mom in the car yeah, while oh, they're God, being held yeah. up by the wreck. I am telling you, I knew I was going to cry during that moment so hard that the second I saw the shot of the traffic jam, Tears were in my eyes. <laughs> like, I was like, well, here comes here comes my emotional downfall for the rest of the evening. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And that movie is perfect. No notes. We take M. Night Shyamalan for granted because he
2: did a couple of bad movies. I agree, Paul. Well, somehow I got blood on my fingers. Uh, well done. Ghosts. I see them. <laughs> no, I scratch my I scratch my leg.
5: <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, so uh, that being said, I think American Beauty is slotting in it. Mm, my number three, I'll put it above Cider House Rules and under the Insider.
3: Well, <sighs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I don't know that it. Again, I, I'm not sure it's something I'm going to revisit, not because I don't love it, but because of unnamed actor, uh, it is, it is hard to get over in this film specifically. Like, yeah, I could probably go back and watch LA confidential again. Right. Supremely watchable. Um, and he doesn't throw me so much in that movie because he's not the main focus and he is not, uh, himself in it. Right. Um, in real life, when he was given a chance for redemption, he was just like, "Now nah, that's okay. I'm just gonna keep making creepy videos at christmas yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. the The main thing for American Beauty for me now is it is you know we talk about working hard to separate the artist from the art I just can't with this one
3: no, because it it hits too fucking close to home on the actual issue. People are yeah. already uncomfortable about this movie because of those issues and then you compound it with someone yeah with those issues but yeah but the
0: problem the problem is if i'm going to look at this as a piece of art and in 1999 right before before we knew these things yeah yeah it it really was that good like it it's i don't think it stops being that good it's just Right. recontextualization of real life issues it's hard it it sucks and you know yeah we said it about Alvy singer and we'll have to say it about him but you know fuck that guy he he's disgusting and uh, let's let's
3: banish him from
0: society like
3: yeah, yeah. uh quick uh thing i want to point out here you were talking about how the sixth sense continues to make you cry um I, I cannot use that as a barometer for something like what goes to be nominated mm-hmm. only because there was a 1999 movie that made me cry the hardest more than any other film that came out that year. And that was Pokemon. The first movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because fucking seriously. Yeah. Pikachu
1: revived Ash. Dude, They all did. They all did. <laughs> <It's just
0: laughs> love is magic. Love is fucking magic. We'll, we'll tell that to Trav. We got to put it on his love is magic list. That he's oh,
5: <laughs> the very Guys,
0: steal! Guys, stealing my concept.
3: Yeah. Um, also, Mystery Man was just completely fucking ignored. So Mystery, fuck yeah,
0: and and the best original song from Mystery Men should have been
3: nominated. All star by Smash Mouth. I Man. knew that was you. I <laughs> fucking knew it. Moving on. <laughs> All right, Joe. So here comes the big question here is this the worst best picture
1: you know coincidentally i saw this movie and two others like it very much like it in relatively the same time frame i watched licorice pizza and red rocket around the same time mm-hmm. and i enjoyed those films immensely um of the 3 which is this is a odd trilogy <laughs> i don't recommend this trilogy to anybody um but as we've all pointed out i think there's something there's something about real world context that changes it and it just makes it incredibly uncomfortable and painful to sit through um yeah i don't i don't know I, Paul had a point where you you have to look at it at the time that it came out and like what its impact was that i know like every episode we save it for green book but this (laughs) one made me question (laughs) i'm gonna have to go maybe i'm gonna have to put my thumb sideways on this one because i'm it's hard well
3: um i had already said this movie did deserve best picture. I stand firm to that. I've also said many, many times that I base my list on Am I going to watch this again? This is not the worst best picture. It is my number 69. Thanks. Just above oh, Gigi. God. <laughs> nice. That Why? was by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll only be there for a mm. week, but it is uh, just above uh, GG it's I didn't want to watch this movie again. I didn't this I, was actually one that I was almost like I've seen it enough times. I may not watch it, but I still ended up watching it today i i I really liked this movie a lot. I really do I think as a film it is great. you just the the tone has changed completely, so it's not the worst, but it's it's down there for me now so
2: zach okay so i um like paul i hadn't ranked it and i still haven't ranked it. i'm looking physically at my list right now my my i've got um gone with the wind pretty low because of the content and the film's impact this the, the thing I can defend about this movie is it didn't sell or push the idea within it as good. I don't think this movie influenced anybody to do anything that is in it. Like, nobody saw this movie and was like, oh, I'm going to go creep on teenage girls or, you know, shoot somebody or something. What, I don't know. So that that does keep it from being my worst best picture. It's not the worst best picture, um, because it's not, it's not the fault of the script. It's not the fault of the director. Nope. <laughs> nope. Do I want to plop it down there, or do I or do I rank it on art? Let me see. I'm gonna be a weak ass and plop it directly in the middle at number thirty-five because I can't decide right now. Fair enough. Number 35.
3: All right, Paul. Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet
0: because I I feel like I said pretty much everything I needed to say in the last thing. Uh, No, it's not the worst. I have it at my number 34. uh, But I'm, as we have discussed on the show, I am the most gracious with my ratings. I have it at four and a half stars and it's just above Rebecca and just under Tom Jones because Tom Jones is a great film. Um, And we all agree on that.
3: Uh so that's where I'm at. Okay. All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and call that here
2: guys. But hold on. Oh, Wait up. Oh. It's the last movie of the 90s. Oh, it, it is, is the last, last movie. movie of the 90s. I even have that in
0: my notes. Ah. <laughs> okay, so we got to do the we got to do the decade look back so we're going to do this quickly so we can try to wrap this up. Best picture, 1990s. All right. Our films, our winners for the 1990s are Dances of the Wolves, Silence of the Lambs, Unforgiven, Schindler's List, Forrest Gump, Braveheart, The English Patient, Titanic, Shakespeare in Love, and American Beauty. Zach, is this the worst decade of best pictures?
2: Um, I think there are some really weak uh, winners. Definitely winners that shouldn't have won. And better films were looked over for political or other reasons. I think it's it's like in my bottom three decades, but it's not the worst decade. I still gotta stick with like the thirties. Sure. Jonathan.
3: The nineties, when they're good, they're good. But when they're bad, they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I it's not the worst. I wanna say just because of Braveheart and Silence of the Lambs, it's one of the best. But and Schindler's <laughs> list. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't. So this is going to be like two or three. Okay. Three or four, probably. Okay.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, as for me, uh, there were four films I said didn't deserve Best Picture. Uh, three of the films, uh, 1991, 1992, and 1993, all went in my top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, braveheart kind of sat in the middle for me titanic is kind of in the middle for me and american beauty kind of went straight to the middle for me so uh with six out of ten I'm gonna say no I'm gonna stick with the 80s being my worst decade though as I said 10 you know 10 episodes or however many episodes ago it was now uh that the 80s is my least I think the least deserving decade but it didn't produce the worst movies right Uh, So I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Joe, do you have any quick thoughts on the
1: 90s as a best picture field? You know, I was I was talking with you earlier this week and I said I thought it was strange that only this and silence were the only best picture winners that weren't period pieces. And I thought that was kind of maybe not boring, but kind of gelatinous, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's the worst. I, I don't I think it's maybe average, like you guys have said, but I don't think it's the worst.
3: Okay.
0: And Jonathan.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and we'll end it here. Uh we look forward to talking to you guys in the millennium. But my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, the Twitch, and the TikToks at alltorn underscore score Occam. Joe, again, uh thank you very much for being here with us. Forgot to mention that. Anything Thank that you, you would like to me. plug?
1: Um, you can follow me on Letterbox at J-O-double-underscore-S-I-F. And also, keep an ear out for something me and Paul got cooking.
3: Ooh, nice. All In right. the oven
2: or on the stove? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Zach, where can we find you? Find me on Criticer, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. TikTok on House Havoc or letterbox by searching my name and Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Father of the Fear across Twitter,
0: uh, Instagram, and Letterboxd, where I am ranking all the films that I watch. And this week I watched... You know what? Let's go with... Uh, I did the one-two punch of The Worst Person in the World and Drive My Car, both of Ooh. which I thought were absolutely gorgeous. Uh, driver, the, drive my car, I think is wonderful and kind of went to the middle of my best picture uh, rankings for the nominations this year. And the worst person in the world should have been nominated for best picture because it is
2: stunning. That's <laughs> what I've heard. And that's what even, I keep hearing. Even as a person who liked and somewhat defended Don't Look Up, it had nowhere. Didn't belong anywhere near that. Best pictures.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't yeah, look at the that movie screen while
2: this movie is on
1: because it sucks <laughs> is what it should have been called. Two and a half hours. I will never get back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, two and a half. Uh, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week we are watching gladiator, which you can rent on Amazon, Google, voodoo, YouTube, or stream on Pluto TV. All right. We would like to
0: thank Trav from our sister podcast, leveling up with Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our, our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork, which uh, today recording is the one year, one year anniversary of them giving us that artwork. Yeah. So thank you. All right. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar's pod and on Facebook at the Oscar's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five, Star review on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the all mighty oven- algorithm.
5: Oh my algorithm.
0: Do you like five stars? <laughs> <practiced> or just Tapia, Jonathan, Zach, and choreographer Paula Abdul, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day.